At Urban Farm Podcast, we are all about education, and April is Foliar Feeding Month. Have you heard of it? It is a super simple application of spraying liquid organic fertilizer on your trees and garden plants. The leaves, branches, and trunks are incredible at absorbing nutrients. And if your soil isn't great or your pH is off, foliar feeding is a quick and long-lasting fix to get your plants the nutrients they need. Want to learn more? Join us for our free online webinar on how to apply this amazing process to your gardens and fruit trees. Visit urbanfarm.org to sign up. That's urbanfarm.org. Do you want to save money at the grocery store? Eat more organic, whole foods? Cultivate food security and feel more connected to the earth? If so, then growing your own food is a no-brainer. You wouldn't believe how many people come to me claiming that they can't grow their own food. They think they don't have enough space, that they're too busy, or that they simply don't have what it takes. Perhaps you've fallen for one of these gardening myths. If you think you can't grow food, or if you think the only food that you have access to is what you buy in the grocery store, I have a life-changing webinar that you need to see. It's free and will help you unearth your inner gardener. I've helped thousands of people just like you learn to grow their own food and I'm speaking from my own experience when I say that with the right knowledge in place, there is no such thing as a black thumb. With this webinar, you can begin making your garden dreams come true and start growing delicious, nutritious food for your family. Just text GARDEN to 44222 or go to IWantToGarden.com and you will receive our free webinar about the seven key factors you need to know to grow your own food. Remember, that's GARDEN to 44222 or IWantToGarden.com. You're listening to the Urban Farm Podcast, your partner in the Grow Your Own Food revolution. Whether you've just been introduced to urban farming or you're a lifelong advocate, we're sure you'll leave feeling more informed, equipped, and empowered to dig deeper into the soil of your local food economy. With you every step of the way, here's your host, Greg Peterson. Today on the Urban Farm Podcast, we have Constantine Bizans of Aloha to talk about his experience with the benefits of plant-based eating. Health enthusiast, avid athlete, and Austrian entrepreneur, Constantine founded Aloha in January of 2014 with a mission to help others live healthier, happier lives. Along with his team, Constantine creates real food products made from simple, pure, sustainably sourced ingredients, offering accessible solutions for everyone to maintain a healthy lifestyle. His inspiration for founding Aloha came from studying Ayurvedic medicine in India, a holistic approach to health and wellness centered on the balance of mind, body, and spirit, combined with his belief that nutrition is the foundation of overall wellness. This philosophy, fueled by his frustration with weak regulation, conflicting messages, and lack of quality products and information in the food and health industries, laid the groundwork for Aloha. Welcome to the show today, Constantine. Hey, everybody. Thanks for having me. Oh, thank you for being here. So I shared a bit about you. Can you fill in the blanks for us and share more about the path you took to get where you're at now? Yeah, so I grew up in Austria, a little country in Europe, and um, 
I was an entrepreneur all my life. Actually, when I was 14, I started my first company and I kept on doing this. I'm now 43. And uh, my goal was to always kind of like do cool things, create, build companies. Some of them kept me really busy. The last company we hired a thousand people in, in three years uh, in, in four different countries around the world. So wow. it was kind of a crazy ride. And I, I kind of struggled a little bit with um, maintaining a healthy lifestyle while building all these companies. So I started five companies. Uh, the last company we sold to eBay. Uh, again, we, we, it was kind of like a, a, a real like sort of like a rocket ride. And I, I struggled with like being healthy and living the life that I wanted to live while building all these companies. Uh-huh. And then we got sort of lucky, like eBay came and they bought the company. And then I had to, had some time to, to do something different, uh, different than just working. And my passion was always around kite surfing. I love kite surfing, but never had time to do it. So I decided to kind of like pick some spots around the world uh, that that I always wanted to go and, and combine that with kite surfing and also combine it with inviting my family, uh, family members that I also didn't usually have a chance to hang out with too much. So I have three sisters and father and mother, and I, I told them that they can choose a spot where they want to go and I invite them and then we spent the obligation was that they spend minimum three weeks with me oh nice so my father came to father came to Brazil mother came to uh, Thailand and Burma sister one came to Bali sister two came to Maui and sister three came to to um, the Caribbean uh, so that that was amazing how bad then um, I also got involved into well, with an expedition where we kite surfed uh, between Alaska and Russia in the Bering Strait, right. which was a rather cool endeavor <laughs> in that sense of that word, uh, because it's close to the Arctic Circle right. and really remote, and there's almost like no food. But the challenge was that we actually had to last on the water for up to like 12 hours per day without any breaks. And uh, so I had to think a lot about like, what do I put into my body? What is healthy? And unfortunately, again, like there, I couldn't buy anything. So I had to buy a ton of packaged food. Right. And I was really disappointed with the offering in the market. Like everything that I bought was like full with chemicals and, and right. like artificial stuff. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of like initial frustration that I found with like um, products that were on the market that are packaged like snacks and, and bars and stuff like that. But then I also had the opportunity to spend more time in India and to dive into the Indian Ayurvedic philosophy. And I had no idea what Ayurveda is. <laughs> Initially, I thought it's a hair shampoo, but Ayurveda. But uh, luckily, I was uh, surrounded with amazing people in India, like Ayurvedic doctors, that opened my eyes and and really ignited like a strong passion that um, that I developed over the course of time sp- staying in India about Ayurveda. So, what is Ayurveda? Ayurveda means basically in the Indian philosophy that the science of life. Right. And they believe that happiness is a result of a balance between mm. a healthy nutrition, right. a good nutrition, which is kind of like geared towards your body type. Um, and then they gave me advice on what kind of exercise I should do based on my body type. And then they, they, the doctors even gave me advice on, on relationships. They told me I should have more quality relationships. Um, and many uh, not so quality relationships and um, meditation mindfulness was also a big uh, part of the of the of the practice so they believe happiness is a is a balance between eating clean food moving the body embracing mindfulness and spirituality and also 
having great relationships. And the more I practiced that, the, uh-huh. that balance, the better I felt. And I felt amazing. Um, and then I came to the U.S. And I wanted to maintain that lifestyle. But it was very difficult. Like, I, I came to New York, and <laughs> yeah. we all know New York is a little bit of a crazy place. All right. And um, even, like, when, it, like, when I looked at food, I was very confused. Like, I, the good thing about New York is you have access to Whole Foods and to all these, like, amazing retailers here. But the bad news was every time I entered Whole Foods, like, I'm, I'm, I got kind of confused all these brands say I'm healthy, I'm healthy, I'm healthy. Yes. Then I showed some of my, some of the products that I bought to, to nutritionists and they told me, you know what? It says it's healthy, but it's actually not that healthy because do you know how much sugar is in there? Like added sugar, or do you know yep. that there is actually what they call natural flavor, which is another word for artificial flavor? <laughs> or do you know, do you know there's some fillers in there that you probably don't want to put into your body on a daily basis? So it was kind of eye opening. Yeah. And then, my nutritionist that I actually paid quite a lot of money, he, he told me, don't buy anything, uh, don't buy any of these products. Here are some brands that I would recommend or some products. And those were like kind of doctor's brands and they were really expensive. And I, I was really annoyed about that fact because I was like, okay, I have to spend a lot of money to get access to the knowledge right? and, and then to products that not everybody has access to. So that's, that was for me kind of like the aha moment. And I said, okay, I, I realized people want to live healthy, but there's still confusion. I decided to create a brand that helps people to live healthier and create products that are actually really good for you uh, without any added bullshit. Uh-huh. And uh-huh. our mission is to basically, that's how Aloha was born. And our mission with Aloha is to, to help people and help everybody to, to get access to the highest quality plant-based mm-hmm. nutrition on the one hand side, but also inspire people to learn a little bit what, what I learned uh, in India about like the, a life in balance between yeah. eating clean food, but also moving the body and embracing mindfulness and spirituality and having great relationships. So this yeah. is kind of like our brand philosophy. Beautiful. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a little bit of my story and how I got started with Aloha. Nice. So we're going to get back to Aloha in a minute, but you said something that I put in the category of epic. And it's not often that I find somebody that actually started in business earlier than I did. Because I started my first business here in Phoenix, Arizona at 15. And that was... by one year. That was... Yeah, exactly. That was for me that I'm 55. So that was uh, 40 years ago. Awesome. Yeah. So what business were you running at the age of 14? That was a funny thing. So I always wanted to become a photographer and I was volunteering for, that was back in the days when I was living in Vienna in Austria, I was volunteering for photographers over there. So I tried to learn the skills. Right. And um, one day in my school, I was kind of like voted, I don't know, head of school for the kids, a representative of the kids in the schools. Like there was a, a school photographer that came to, to take pictures of the of the classes right. um, for the yearbooks. And that guy was a rather arrogant guy and he took really bad pictures of of the kids and he charged a lot of money. And I felt, hey, I think I'm less arrogant. I probably can do better pictures than you. Uh-huh. And I could charge half of the price. And I was even like at that time I was processing the pictures in, in my dark room in the basement. And um 
so I kind of like took a little bit what I learned from the fashion photographers um, uh-huh. to the to the schools, and I I took like kind of cool pictures of the kids um, with like their friends and their you know in different constellations, and we had like model kind of like set up and and film requisites of background. Anyway, so it turned out to become a business. I nice. I usually did twenty pictures and I sold ten of it. So it was it was it was fun. Nice. Nice, nice, nice. Well, I used to, here in Phoenix, I used to clean surface and build fish ponds, and I actually kind of got into it the same way you did. I helped somebody else, and when it was time, I, uh, you know, started doing it on my own. So how cool is that? So fast forward fast forward to Aloha. What is Aloha? Give me a 30-second elevator talk on what El- Aloha is. Aloha is a lifestyle brand. But it's a mission and purpose-driven, passion-driven brand. And our goal is to make food products that are actually good for people. And we, our products are full of good-for-you ingredients. Everything is plant-based, certified organic. Mm-hmm. And we skip all the bad stuff. Nice. We, basically, I'm, I was a little selfish. I created those products for me. <laughs> there you go. I literally, con- I consume an Aloha product every hour because we have different products. We have teas, uh, functional teas, we have bars, plant-based protein bars, we have mm-hmm. plant-based uh, superfood powders, uh, greens, uh, we have supplements, and yeah, so, and we have chocolate, superfood packed chocolates. Ooh, um, nice. So our goal was to, to make healthy living somewhat also more, a little bit more aspirational because I found like there are some good quality brands, but they're a little bit more crunchy granola, but mm-hmm. they were like Unfortunately, like the millennials and and you know like the 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 sexy brands out there these days are called Red Bull or they are called Pepsi or Coke. I mean, Super right. Bowl was sponsored by Pepsi, right? And and those are the biggest advertisers. And unfortunately, they have the, the worst for you products. But I didn't find like a sort of like a a cool brand with a good marketing message uh, that appeals to a broader group of people, not just to a few select. That also has good for your products, and that's really what we are trying to do with Aloha. We want to make healthy living sexy. We want to give everybody, all the middle America, those people, like we all know the problem here in, in the States, that the majority of the people have weight issues, and yeah. our obesity is a big issue because they don't even have access to anything healthy. Or if it's healthy, it's, it, tastes, it tastes like it's healthy. And, and we, want to, we want to make products uh, that, that that are healthy but don't necessarily taste like crap but taste actually really good yeah so yeah that's that's really our our approach a big reason that i do what i do is to educate people around health and you know i do that through teaching people how to grow their own food and one of the things that i've said for years and my uh, longtime listeners on the podcast this is not news to you but i like to reiterate it anyway and i've actually Check this out with nutritionists and doctors. And I had a molecular biologist on the show recently, and I blew this past him. And so what I tell people is that there are three things in our culture that cause 100% of the disease. And I know that's a bold statement, but it pretty much works out to be true. And that is what you put in your body, so what you eat, what you put on your body, or environmental toxins, and stress. And you're really addressing uh, a big piece of that by making sure that you have clean food so we're not putting in t- you know environmental toxins in 
And I'm assuming that your products are highly nutritive. Can you talk about that? Yes. Yes, absolutely. I so by the way, I totally agree with uh, what you said about in and on and 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 stress in the body on on the body and stress. I think mm-hmm. that's that's a huge those are three huge issues. But but that's also our belief and that's what I learned in in India and uh, on my travels around the world, like food is the foundation of health and we are what we eat. Yeah. And 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 it's so important. And I I actually believe that we can all live happily and healthily hundred years and longer and, and uh, there is actually one study and many of you probably heard about it it's called the blue zones and Bittner observed the oldest people in the world many uh, some of them grow uh, turn older than 120 years yeah. old and they live in so-called blue zones areas uh, around the world one is in Okinawa another one is in Costa Rica another one is in Sardinia there are several blue zones and he found out that they all have a few things in common and one thing that they all had in common is they all eat mainly a plant-based diet, uh, which is high in nutrients. And they mm. eat meat only at, for special occasions, like uh-huh. when there's celebrations or something, but they don't have it like incorporated in their daily uh, diet. They all eat a lot of nuts and uh, flesh healthy fats. And apparently people who eat nuts and healthy fats eat, like the study says that they live up to 10 years longer. So. So I, I'm, I, I was fascinated by, by this, um, diving a little bit further. A, a, a good relief was that he found out that all these people drink alcohol on a daily basis, at least like a glass of wine or yep. sake, so that, was, mm-hmm. that made me happy. <laughs> and to me, like, I, I feel like luckily all the millennials and, and the younger generation, they care more about what they put into their bodies. Yeah. Um, I'm sure everybody here on the podcast reads is super smart about reading labels and they want to understand what to put into their body. But again, like even like on my personal example, I was interested and I thought I'm a healthy guy. Um, I just broke a world record by surfing the Bering Strait and I had some products that I thought are healthy and then some of the doctors and nutritionists that, that I surrounded myself with, they, they told me this is, this is like, do you know that natural flavor is not a word for artificial flavor? I had no idea. Yeah. Do you know that whatever this kind of like filler is, is actually really bad and, and, and causes whatever leaky gut or something? So there's so many things that even like people who think like, like I, like I'm sure some people understand, but the broad population that doesn't know it. And that's why I said, okay, let's make sure we filter out everything that's bad and, and we stay as close to the source of, of modern nature mm-hmm. as possible. And, and, and this is, I think, how everybody should eat, like less processed, um, as little as possible processed. Um, although at the same time, like some convenience food and packaged food is, is we all eat it because we travel a lot and right. airports, is, air food desert as well. And if, if there's foods or snacks uh, that are processed, I think it's, it's our it's our obligation to make sure that there's as little as possible bad stuff in there and, and it's yeah. full of good for you nutrients that's, that fuel the body and give bottle, bottle, the body the energy to to, to be healthy. So how do you find this food? How do you find these ingredients? Yeah, so we, we look, I mean, the word superfood, we all know, it's kind of it's, 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 it's like a, a made-up term, but we define uh, superfood by the quantity of nutrients that are in, in certain uh, foods mm-hmm. and fruits and vegetables. And, and um, we, we kind of like, surround ourselves with nutritionists and doctors and it seems there's like common ground 
that there is like some fruits that are higher in antioxidants are higher in, in nutrients than others. For example, like we have a, a greens powder, it's called the Daily Good Greens, and that's a, an assortment of what many of our experts think is, is a great assortment of, of high nutrients um, in superfoods. Like, for example, Moringa is one oh, yes. of, of uh-huh. them, which is known to be very... Um, very potent, very high in, in antioxidants. And we have some mushrooms in there, uh, medicinal mushrooms. Um, we have wild organic blueberries in there, which, which are also proven to have more antioxidants than, yeah. than uh, regular blueberries. And, and, um, and we have spinach, we have spirulina, we have like these kind of ingredients. And we try to mix it together. So it, again, we don't add any sugar or anything. Um, right. So we, we try to blend it in a way that's actually appealing. We, we use a patented technology, which um, is also something that we learned around the, uh, along the way, that actually many of the powders that you find in the market, probably like 95% of the powders in the market are freeze-dried or run-dried. Oh, yes. And they, lo- they lose up to 60% of the nutrients. And they are, there's also some chemicals that are added in the process. Because of the heating. Um, it, the heating or the freezing, yeah. And so we have a patent for technology, which is really interesting. It's, it's, it's based on infrared. infrared. So basically, we make a smoothie with, uh, with our fruits and, and, and vegetables. We puree that and we put it on a foil and we use light technology, infrared technology. Oh, interesting. Um, that happens. That happens at a very um, gentle temperature. It's almost like body temperature. It's a very slow process and very gently, all it does, it dehydrates the water out of that smoothie and turns it into a powder. So it keeps 100% of the nutrients and it keeps an amazing taste profile. Uh, So it's basically a a powdered version of a smoothie without losing any of the nutrients and and the flavor. So this is something that we are really proud of. Yeah. So how do you go about sourcing these products because that that seems like the creation of the products are actually fairly simple it would it would seem like the actually finding them might be part of the challenge yeah again so philosophically we looked at like the first product that we launched we said let's fix the basics first so we all believe food is the foundation of health but within food we found that it's it's still very hard to to eat a mainly plant-based diet that is mm-hmm. that is full with with good nutrients, and even like you know when you go to a restaurant like find organic is is hard and so and, and and we found that most people lack vegetables and oh, and, yeah. and high quality nutrients. Right. That's why yeah. that's why we started the a product called the Daily Good Greens, which is is like a, a pretty well-rounded assortment of, mm-hmm. of of greens and fruits. And also, we found that most people have the same deficiencies in some vitamins, for example, omega-3s or vitamin D or some magnesium. Yeah. Uh, so we created a, uh, also a very high-quality uh, compilation of, of uh, supplements um, to fix that. And um, another thing that I did not know initially, but I learned that my mercury level was through the roof when I got tested uh, yeah. when I came to the States. And I ate a lot of fish oil because I thought that's healthy. But then I was informed that the fish oil that I ate was like very, very, very yeah. high in mercury because they use like fish that's that, that's um, high in mercury. Polluted. So yeah, exactly. Yeah. So we developed, but at the same time, most people are deficient in omega three. So we developed or 
we found a, um, a source of omega-3 that comes actually from the algae that the fish eats in order to get the omega-3. So we basically cut out of the middleman and, and our algae oil is cultivated in Switzerland in a 100% free uh, um, environment. Yeah. So, so this is how diligent we are with that. So that's, those are the first two products. But then we also found that you know, we, we, we try to promote an active lifestyle and yeah. everybody who is active should have enough proteins to support muscle muscle growth and lean muscle growth. Mm-hmm. And and we all know from from the bodybuilding days that uh, uh, you know they're the, the most protein products out there. They're 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 coming in, in they come in in tops or like in, in gigantic tins. And right. there's like a, a bodybuilder. Uh, um, pictured up there and, and it says massive extreme hardcore monster and, and those are usually all the chemical um, uh, compounds oh, yes. and, and yeah. derived from, from, from whey protein but at the same time also we want to cut down on the meat consumption so we said okay we want to give people an alternative for like clean protein which does not come from, from animals and doesn't come from whey protein so we decided to create a, a very clean plant based protein that has a very nice amino acid profiles. So we use three sources of proteins. We use hemp protein, pea, and pumpkin. Mm-hmm. Again, everything is uh, certified organic. And uh, we don't even use stevia. Most other products use stevia. We, we don't use stevia. We use like real vanilla extract and and real, like everything is like superfood based and real food ingredient based. And it tastes actually also really good. So it has a nice amino amino acid profile. It has 18 grams of proteins per serving, and it tastes really good. So and, and that's our thinking of like, okay, how can we help uh, people? I do it to cut down my my meat consumption and uh, and and still like I, I work out a lot and and still be fit and, and agile and and have like promote like lean muscle growth. Yeah. So one of my good friends is uh, Jake Mace. He calls himself the vegan athlete. Do you know Jake? I think I've heard of him. Yeah. Um, he, he's yeah. here. He's here in Phoenix, in Phoenix area, and he's a vegan, and he's been a vegan for a very long time. And he's built. Uh, you know, he's 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 built nicely. You know, he's got nice muscles, yeah. six pack, yeah. and so it is possible then to, you know, to stay fit. And not eat animal proteins. Absolutely. It's I, although I think it's not so easy because you have to you have to have a well balanced diet. Yes. And probably also uh, supplement some of the uh, nutrients that you get from from a um, animal based diet. But it's certainly possible. Yeah. Absolutely. Cool. And the benefits of of your plant based protein or your plant plant based diet are uh, it's a lot of health benefits can you tell us about those yeah it, 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 again like it's high everything we offer is high nutrients and um it, like we feel like 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 since ever i started aloha i've been consuming aloha products i'm almost never sick and i live again i live still in in, in new york mm-hmm. although the company is called aloha so i have some time <laughs> i have a good reason to spend more time on hawaii but company still keeps me busy here so I, I live this hectic, hectic life here in the city um, but uh, I, I, I'm really healthy I feel very energized just by eating um, a lot of I, and I, I don't want to promote like a, a diet based on, on, on uh, packaged foods so I try to eat as much as possible close like directly from, from Mother Earth 
but I supplement it with, with our products. So certainly health benefits, um, energy, and focus. Those yeah. are the main health benefits. Yeah. You know, I've noticed since, uh, since going to a plant-based diet, my uh, fuzzy thinking has gotten clearer. Um, especially, you know, especially when I'm interacting with people and reading bios and, uh, you know, on the air. So I've, I've really seen that, that, you know, there's been some benefits for me and I, you know, I'm, I'm clear that it's not the only way and it's, it, it, a plant-based diet is the way that works for me. Um, and I, you know, I love when people come on and share about it. So thanks. Awesome. So I'm going to shift on you and I'd like for you to talk about a time you failed, how you overcame that failure and what you might've learned from it. So I have failed many, many times. Uh, welcome <laughs> to being career. an entrepreneur, right? I feel like yeah, failing is, is part part of the, the the business. And but what what I learned from failing, like for example, like with one company, I was working towards the management buyout um, for like over a year, and it was a very big deal. Uh, I brought on investors, and we had uh, we were dealing with a major German corporation, and we had to go through M and A. Um, Comedies and many many people were involved, and it took very long. And then all the contracts were signed, and the deal was more or less done. There was a signing, not the closing yet. So after the signing, I went on a vacation to sort of like celebrate the deal and then recharge myself and then execute on the on the buyout. But then when I came back, I never heard anything from the that signed the deal. And then they said, hey our comedies have not agreed to that deal so we are out and i was like what do you mean what the comedies so there was a little exit clause for them that allowed them to back off the deal and initially i thought okay the world is ending now that probably lasted for like two weeks um that i felt that bad and then i i evaluated my options so what what are what are the other options the other option was like to to sell the company and not to buy it so I had to negotiate the deal up, um, and in the, in the end, it turned out to be a way, way better outcome. So I, I was able to sell it. I was actually able to start something new, which led then into something way bigger yeah. than probably that buyout would have been. So what I learned from failing is, and every single failure, like it seems in the moment when it happens, seems very dramatic and the end of the yeah. world, but then every single failure actually led into something way better, way bigger, and way more appealing than I was ever able to, to think. So I think failing is always good as long as you stay positive and stay optimistic and always look for opportunities rather than just saying everything is dramatic. Yeah. Um, so the learning is staying, staying open to new opportunities and the new opportunities will come. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. I, uh, I'll get accused around Phoenix of being this happy guy. Um, you know, people, people say, yeah, you know, you're always so happy. And I say every morning I have a choice. I have a choice on whether I'm going to choose to be happy or choose to be miserable. And when things happen, this is really the reason I asked this question about failure. It's, you know, when things happen, you have a choice. Exactly. And I've often found exactly what you just said that, it's better the next time around. So, yay. What, what, what I also found a learning was when, like, what definitely changed my life was 
when I started to write down my goals. Mm-hmm. And um, actually, in, when I was around 18, I attended some Dale Carnegie uh, seminars, and one of the exercises was to write down my funeral speech. Yep. And it sounds really, sounds very awkward. Yep. Uh, it feels also awkward initially, but then when you think about your life from a basically birth perspective or angel yep. perspective, yeah. and you think about like, what, what, what do I want people say about me when I'm dead, um, about what do I have achieved in my life, and not only business, but family and contribution to society, mm-hmm. to the world, and what kind of character, friends and everything. That was actually really uplifting, and, yep. and so I wrote my funeral speech, and um, then I trickled it down, like, okay, where do, where do I wanna be when I'm 60? Yep. Where do I wanna be when I'm 50, yep. 40? 30. So I started to do that 10-year goals, and then I break the 10-year goals down to five-year goals and then to yearly goals. And now I, I still do, I have a habit basically of writing down my goals. For example, now my next goal would be um, like until until Easter or until my right. birthday. Like yeah. I write them down, but based on not only like one element of my life, mm-hmm. but on, on all the aspects. Like one aspect is my body and my health. The other one is my, my family and friends. Uh-huh. The other one is my career. The other one is like, what do I want to learn? How do I want to improve my life? Mm-hmm. And um, like, like all the all the, the, the several pillars are really important. But writing down the goals and having them really sort of like crystal crystal clear, yeah, that that really helped me a lot to to achieve to achieve more than I did before. Yeah. And I, I have to tell you, I had to laugh a moment ago. I did Dale Carnegie too when I was eighteen. <laughs> Great. Awesome. Did you do similar similar exercise? Yep, yep, absolutely. And I've actually done that a couple of times since in some, um, I'm a yogi and so I, I practice yoga. Yeah, so I've done that before. It is a very valuable, very valuable thing to do. I, I even I even do, do it also like on, on a weekly basis, like on, on a Sunday, I write down my week goals. Yep. And then I check in either like the, the, the evening before or the morning of the day, like what are my daily goals? Mm-hmm. So it really, really helps to, to get more things done and yeah. also to overcome, to overcome failures. And yeah. there's failures every day. Yeah, exactly. So what do you consider your biggest success? Uh, <laughs> I, think, I think it's a mindset, uh, to your point, um, optimism. Being optimistic, mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I think I'm 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 lucky because that was something that I was maybe born with, and in combination with a sort of like entrepreneurial gene um, that I, I just want to create things, and 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 in that combination, and also maybe like one learning when I sold my last company, I almost started a new business in Brazil, which would have been office supplies for Latin America. Uh-huh. We had everything in place. We had investors in place. I had a team, uh, partners, co-founders, everything. I I had a I had a blockade. blockade. I I couldn't do it, and I was thinking like, why why can't I do it? And, and why can't I do it? And I realized I'm not passionate about office supply for Latin America. <laughs> exactly. And, uh, and it was an, an aha moment for me, aloha moment. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I realized I had to do something meaningful in my life. Yeah. And my goal was always to to make a contribution to, to this short time that I'm on this planet. And, and what kind of contribution can I constantly make uh, to help 
live a better life. And, yeah. and my goal was, I, I thought there's two ways to do it. The one is the Bill Gates model, make a lot of money first and then devote that money uh, towards a cause. Uh-huh. But I always felt like the ideal scenario is to, to do like a daily job that I'm, I'm really passionate about that has uh, a purpose and uh, that also can make some money at the same time. So, so I, I think probably the biggest success for me was finding Aloha and starting Aloha instead of this other office supply and, this, and doing yeah. something that I'm that I'm truly passionate about and and having a business that can sustainably grow uh, while while helping people and while for me also helping me because I, I learn every day. I have great conversations like this one. I meet everyday like-minded people and and it's so much fun. Yeah, yeah, that you know, and that is so incredibly important to do what you love. So, what exactly. what drives you? It's probably that, um, like, like the combination between my my goals that I set uh, for myself, like that I wrote down. <laughs> And I have big goals. Like in, uh, one book that inspired me in the early days was, again, I was a teenager when I read that, but uh, it was Brian, Brian Brace's uh, book called Thinking Big. And basically, in this book, he says, think big and, and don't, uh, don't, don't think small, think big, and everything yeah. is possible. And, and my, if, if you read my, my, my goals that are right down there, what are big goals? And I really want, you know, like... Um, and, and those big goals drive me. Like um, that. Like uh, I want to go after these goals. I want to make progress. I want to make this contribution and yeah. and this, this this life. This kind of like life goals. Those drive me every yeah. day. Yeah, beautiful. So I'm all about education, and I have to know: is there a book that's been influential for you in this process in your life? Yeah, as I mentioned, like uh, probably like in the early teenager days, Brian Tracy's uh, book Thinking Big. But then, I was also fortunate uh, to have a friend uh, who's a fellow kite surfer and, and real, uh, really inspiring entrepreneur. His name is Richard Branson. So, <laughs> so Richard, Richard is certainly uh, an inspiration for me, like for many different reasons. He's a, he's he's a great entrepreneur. He he does many things that uh, contribute. Uh, to, to world problems, to the five solutions around world problems. But he's also really fun, very humble, very family-orientated uh, guy. Uh, yeah. And he loves to kite surf as well. <laughs> and he's an inspiration for many uh, of my entrepreneur friends as well. And, and uh, he, has, he has some books. He just came recently out with a book called Screw It, Let's Do It. Um, <laughs> I, I like that. I, yeah, I like that. I like his mindset. And I can recommend this book. Beautiful. So what one final piece of advice do you have for our listeners? My final piece of advice would be write down your, your goals, think big, but write them down. Like don't just type them into your um, uh, notebook or, or uh, iPhone. Physically write them down, take the time, do it maybe when you had a vacation and when you come back fully recharge, take, take some time, takes a few days maybe. Will give you a lot of motivation, but then also don't make the mistake to only focus setting goals on one area. I think mm. life is much more than just business or just yeah. living healthy or just having friends. It's the balance. It's all about the balance. That's actually my 
one of my themes. It's, it's, it's really all about the balance. So make sure that you you are healthy, but also make sure you have like goals around career path, around relationships, because what's a career without having relationships and family and friends and and, um, and also, I think, having enough sleep and, and embracing mindfulness and spirituality is also key. So my, my advice is write down goals, have big goals, but have balanced goals okay. around all the aspects in life. Beautiful. Well, thank you so much for joining us on the show and sharing your experience with us today, Constantine. It has been a treat getting to chat with you. It was my pleasure. So how can, I, how can our listeners get a hold of you? Well, I, I kind of like um, rather active on, on social media. Mm-hmm. Um, I do. I have uh, Instagram page, uh, Constantine Bizant, like my first name and my last name. And I'm very responsive there. So if somebody wants to get in touch with me, perfect. Feel free to just send me a message on on Instagram and or Facebook, and uh, that's probably the easiest way to get in touch. Beautiful. And you can also find show notes from today's podcast at urbanfarm.org/backslash/aloha. Well, that's it for today. Thanks for joining us on the Urban Farm Podcast. Do you want to save money at the grocery store, eat more organic, whole foods, cultivate food security, and feel more connected to the earth? If so, then growing your own food is a no-brainer. You wouldn't believe how many people come to me claiming that they can't grow their own food. They think they don't have enough space, that they're too busy, or that they simply don't have what it takes. Perhaps you've fallen for one of these gardening myths. If you think you can't grow food, or if you think the only food that you have access to is what you buy in the grocery store, I have a life-changing webinar that you need to see. It's free and will help you unearth your inner gardener. I've helped thousands of people just like you learn to grow their own food, and I'm speaking from my own experience when I say that with the right knowledge in place, there is no such thing as a black thumb. With this webinar, you can begin making your garden dreams come true and start growing delicious, nutritious food for your family. Just text GARDEN to 44222 or go to IWantToGarden.com and you will receive our free webinar about the seven key factors you need to know to grow your own food. Remember, that's GARDEN to 44222 or IWantToGarden.com. We hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Urban Farm Podcast. Remember to listen three days a week for tips, advice, and resources to help you on your journey with urban farming. You can find us on the web at urbanfarm.org or send us an email to podcast at urbanfarm.org. In the words of Vincent Van Gogh, great things are done by a series of small things brought together. Be encouraged that with each lesson learned and skill developed, you are one step closer in the direction of your dreams. One of the first things that many of us learn when we start to garden is how to water and fertilize the soil. But there is an exception to this rule and it's called foliar feeding. You should foliar feed or water the leaves of your plant with liquid fertilizer when you want certain nutrients to be absorbed better. Not only are the leaves great at uptaking liquid fertilizer, if your soil isn't very good or your pH is off, foliar feeding can help your veggies and fruit trees quickly get the nutrients they need to thrive. If you're ready to start foliar feeding for maximum growth yields and quality, 
head on over to urbanfarm.org forward slash feed the leaves to see our selection of foliar feeding products. That's urbanfarm.org forward slash feed the leaves.